Hello and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. The studio is back up and running, so we've got two weeks worth of action to review, talk about surname, I'll dance it. seems like a very long time ago, doesn't it? I know. Uh, and also uh, the action from Kempton last weekend. We'll also be looking ahead to the card at Newbury and the Grimthorpe at Donny at the weekend. I'm Lewis Tomlinson, sat next to me, as per usual, is Big Jim Watson. Hello. Big happy Jim Watson. Chef Des Bow has won a race. He's finally back and he's announced his name on the scene for the four-miler at Cheltenham. Oh, my days. We'll, we'll be getting stuck into that. We'll be letting Jim talk about Chef Des Bow for a quarter of an hour, <laughs> probably. Uh, let's get stuck in. Towards the final fence and he's got them absolutely cooked. Here's the last on a long stride and brilliant. Surname is running right away from some really good horses here. Waiting patiently, Fox Norton, second and third. And for the second time running at Ascot, it is Surname with a bloodless win. This time in the Grade 1 Betfair Ascot Chase. I mean, the place to start for us is at Ascot two weeks ago. And there's a new highest rated horse in training, Surname. Smashed them up in the Ascot Chase. Proving me wrong, thinking he was the worst price horse <laughs> of the season. Proved us I'm both wrong. <laughs> on, for, on form, there's no way he should have gone off as short a price as he did. But, look, I guess the market knew more than me. Smashed up waiting patiently. Jim, how taken were you by this? And is he a genuine top-class horse? Absolutely wowed by this performance. He's beating grade one winners in waiting patiently. Politologue, Fox Norton's... I thought Fox Norton was the horse to beat. Bit smashed up Charbel, who's in cracking form. Aso, who's in cra- cracking form. Uh, I, I think certain, this was one of the... Something depth. Yeah, put your name on the map. And he's certainly done that here. He, he beat the field decisively. And they're going to go for the Punchestown Gold Cup, if if I'm right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been second over three miles before, I think, to Terrafall, was it, at Aintree last yeah, season? Yeah, He was second over three miles... I mean, he's joint favourite for next season's King George with Altior. Yeah. Is, do you, does that look to you like a realistic medium to long-term plan for surname? It could be because I, I didn't think he'd stay as strongly as what he did in the Ascot chase because I thought he went too quick in front and then he kicked going down Swindley Bottom and went again and won with his head in his chest. I still think he, he, he could have carried on going round. I do think three miles... In the another season on his back, three miles could probably suit him. And a race like the King George flat track, you make him get it easier, won't it? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's always. I'm not saying disappointing, but when you see a a horse like this, then not run at Cheltenham, which which they're not going to do with him. Which he's doing right by the horse. All his form. He's on flat tracks. Yeah, yeah. Which makes which makes perfect sense. It, it is a slight bit disappointing. I do think it's ridiculous that he's rated Al- better than Altior. So do I. Just on two performances. I'm, I call it two performances. But I, I, I guess you'd say Altior is never going to be the sort of horse to win by 17 lengths. No. And he's never going to put 17 lengths between him and a proper grade one field. This was a really, really strong field, mm. in my opinion. And surnames smashed him. It's interesting to see where he'd rank in, in the right... If he went for the Ryanair, would he go off favourite? He'd have think? to, wouldn't he? He'd have to be. To beat Min? If, if Min ran, do, do you think yeah. name would beat Min? 2-5 at Ascot? I do. And that performance, I'd make him favourite. 2-1, short price favourite. I, I, I think that surname... I don't want to say the second coming, but after that performance... I was nothing but impressed. And if if he was to go to Cheltenham, although he has the negatives about the uneven tracks at such as Cheltenham, I do think that he would excel here. Do you remember when we were laughing at the end of last season and it was the best novice chaser of the season? Yeah, was surname. surname yeah. And he won. And and now we've been proved completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That has a, hap- that has a ha- habit of happening with us too, really. Uh, <laughs> No, but well done to Paul Nichols and Surname, and they've taught me to shut up. While, while, while we're talking about, well, Surname's not going to run in the Ryanair. If he went for one at Cheltenham, it wouldn't be that. We'll just touch on Monolly, who won at Ireland, who won in Ireland last week. Is the Ryanair the race for him, or the Gold Cup? 
I'd be willing to go Gold Cup. You, your horse is fit. It's the biggest race of the season, in my opinion. Go for it. If he's if he's fit, run. I'd 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 be in the other camp. I'd I'd be saying Ryanair winner all day long, Monoly. But he's this this is the question though. Would you rather win the Ryanair or finish second or third or even win the Gold Cup? Well, you'd rather win a Gold Cup than the Ryanair, but Monoly isn't going to win the Gold Cup. But I could see Monoly sneaking in the first three. Nah, you you want you want to end of the day you want to win. Races. Be interesting as well to see if Rachel Blackmore retains the ride on Monoly because I thought she rode a perfect race in the Red Mills, and see if No Feely gets back on because he has such a good relationship with the horse as well. Yeah, I, I, I I'm quite a big fan of him though. I think he's I think he's pretty high class. We'll go back to Ascot now, and there's a new favourite for the Supreme. Same colours though, and the same colour. Yeah, Aldanso, winner of the Betfair. I mean, he, he was a favourite. He was expected to go and do it. How impressed were you, Jim? And how strong do you think the form is? Now, I, I'm not exactly a massive fan of Aldanza, and there's no reason. Uh, I, I think this performance was... I was impressed, but the form behind didn't live up to the expectation I thought it was going to. Magic Dancer and Blue Cavalier were back in second and third, Getaway Trump ran a very odd sort of race, was sort of... I, the step down into yeah. it didn't seem to suit. No, I, I I thought he was coming to the race to to win it, and then he never really kicked on. He looked slow. I was disappointed in Did They Leave You Out too, who got buffeted around throughout, and I thought that, that was the only horse in the race that would benefit from moving the race to Ascot because he has very good Ascot form. But yeah, a good performance by Al Dancer, and he deserves to be favourite for the Supreme. But I could poke hole, I can poke many holes in him. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm the exact same. And whilst thinking he did what he did well and got the job done, I, I, I can't say I was mega impressed. And I almost think he's favourite for the Supreme because he's n- not really anything else. Well, if you look at his four, Blue Cavalier, who was third, his form. He got beaten a seller her, selling hurdle at two to eleven by one of Ollie Murphy's ten year olds. So <laughs> the the form of that is is not exactly no. wow. Well, no, don't get me wrong. It's 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 not inconceivable that Aldan will take another step forward and win the Supreme. But I just think at the prices. Look, I mean, it, up until this weekend, the favourite was a horse who jumped four hurdles. Yeah. It's a windy, windy race, and I know our first. Cheltenham preview that will that will be recording this week will be focusing on the novice races, a race like the Supreme, it's got to be one at a massive price. In fact, another one of the ones who I'm really keen on, won on the same day as Al Dancer, Grand Sonsi, mm-hmm. who's beaten better horses than Al Dancer, mm. and is fourteen to one. Do you think the Supreme is more of a race of talking horses? Because if you look at the previous years, even if we go back to Mellon, when Mellon went off favourite and last year's Getbird was yeah. a talking horse. They're all I even think Kalashnikov was a bit of a talking horse yeah. after he won the Betfair. But you see it time and time again. Any any novice who wins a Betfair is always well supported yeah. in the Supreme. Yeah, they always push it half in price. Nearly. Have they won it? Have Has one won it? Get me out of here, didn't. My tent or yours didn't. Baliandi didn't, Kalashnikov didn't. Aldanza needs to upset the trend mm. rather than follow it. Mm. Yeah, look, Im- abs- look, impressed, and it was a good run by him. I can't have him for Supreme at the prices. I couldn't either. Clanders uh, Obo as well, winner of the Denman Chase, no native river, but went away from Terrafor really well. Is he Britain's leading hope for the Gold Cup? Yes, definitely. I, I was taken by this performance. I thought he travelled well, he jumped well, he did nothing wrong. He jumped the last alongside Terrafar because we've seen in the King George he never finds that much off the bridle. He jumped the last and he found more than I was expecting and absolutely rifled home. And I was I like the run of Terrafar. I was impressed. There was a few sketchy jumping errors, but I think Terrafar's a decent standard setter. If you look back to last year's JLT, I, I thought ran a good race there, and I do think Clandis Obo was giving a, a giving him three pounds here. But 
was very impressive. Yeah, I mean, obvious. He's he's very very likely to go off second favorite. I could see him maybe see even f- going off favorite. See in for the me, Cup. I think he should be favorite. Do you? Yeah. Because w- would you rather be on side with him than Percy? I'd rather have Clandis Obo than presenting Percy. Although Cl- we know Clandis Obo's form at Cheltenham is a bit zero from four. Is a bit iffy, but if you look at the first time he ran at Cheltenham in that giant hurdle, I, I still can't stop looking back at that and thinking, what a year that were. Oh yeah, v- strength in depth that year. That was the year Ivanovic Gorbatov won, wasn't it? And yeah, also like Apples, Jade, Frodon, Soul Royal, and Clandis Obo were all down the field. Uh, also on Saturday at Ascot, there was the Reynolds Town, Mr Malarkey, the winner from Now McGinty. Uh, look, it, it wasn't the strongest grade two. And we Mr. missed Santini, didn't we? Yeah. Mr Malarkey, though, the Ultima, could, looks to be his target at the festival. Apparently this morning, or yesterday at Colin Tizard's racing, it was with Racing TV, Race, yeah, he was talking about going to the RSA with him. RSA, really? Yeah, he, uh, he said if there's any amateur riders that want to ride him in the four-miler... We'll go for it, but if not, we'll go for the RSA. I've, I think he'd have more of a chance in the four miler. So do I. I no offence to him, and he's won a grade two, but it was a windy grade two, wasn't oh, very. it? And I do think that Mr. Malarkey could be more of a handicapper further down yeah. the line. And, and I'm good, not knocking Good level him. handicapper. I'm sort of also you can see pitching up in a Hennessy next season. Yeah. Rather than a grade one. Uh, that's everything from, well, two weeks ago. To touch upon, uh, we'll move on to this weekend's racing action at Kempton and Fusel Raffles, the winner of the Adonis, mightily impressive. Jim, was that the best performance from a juvenile we've seen in Britain? In Britain? This season? Oh, no. No? Miranda. No, I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I was very, very impressed, but my issue is, although now the news is broke, he's not going to run at Cheltenham, that it was a weak sort of Adonis, I thought. There wasn't strong form throughout. There was a lot of French imports, German imports, that didn't quite excel expectations. I thought Petit Palais was a decent standard setter. I was impressed by the win last time at... Where was it at? Was it Ludlow? Somewhere like that. I think it was Ludlow. And that sort of faded out towards the last two and Fusel Raffles won very impressively I thought and surely could be a star for the future Yeah obviously not going to run into Cheltenham and picked up a nasty cut uh, in, in that race and what run and I, I know you said then that it wasn't a particularly strong Adonis is it ever? Looking through the past winners you know Master Blue Eyes two years ago Beltor in 2015 Activial Baby mix. These are world beaters. You could, you, and yeah. I, you get the feeling that a horse like Precepts in third, who would probably have a fair chance in the Fred Winter. I I don't think it was that bad of a race. I thought Beat the Judge ran a really good race as well. Gary Moore's that that has bits and pieces of form when at Ascot and also at Kempton when winning. So yeah, the, the, the ones in behind are world beaters, but I, I don't think they were bad horses. Oh, I, I'm all over Kel to stand for the triumph, really. But I, w- I was impressed by Fusel Raffles, and hopefully we'll see him again at Aintree. It would have been nice to see Fusel Raffles versus Sir Eric. Yeah, it would have done. And I still think Sir Eric would have come out on top. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went off odds on Sir, Sir Eric. Eric. He's seeming very much like the Irish banker yeah. of, this, of this season's Cheltenham. Uh just a, just a quick mention that Fusel Raffles is now rated 147, which is another example of ridiculous handicapping <sighs> on juvenile hurdlers because he's quashed all chances if he was ever going to be a handicap, going to a handicap now. If he's not at the top class, it's, it's so going to be silly, hard. Isn't it? It's, it's going to so be hard work silly. for him. They never, never, never learn. Uh, then also earlier, the Dovecut. Well, sorry, later on the card it was, wasn't it? Yeah. The Dovecut, 12-1, to 1, Southfield Stone. Boom. Beats Angel's Breath. He's a horse I really like, Southfield Stone. He popped up in my tracker on Racing TV, my Racing TV tracker on Saturday morning, and I decided not to back him. Oh, oh. sorry, 12, 12, I, I had him 12, 12 to 1 each way. I backed him on day before the race when they were 8 in it. I couldn't see him out of the three. And 12 is a 4-1 to 1 winner each way. 
thought, thought it was an absolute certainty. I say I, I wasn't sure we were going to beat Angel's Breath. Mm. I, I thought it was certain to do in the to come in the free, the Imperial Cup and County Hurdle are both being talked about for Southfield Stone. I mean, he, he, his favourite for them both. Yeah. What 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 do you make of him going forward? Jim? Well, if you look at his form uh, in the Tolworth Hurdle, we, we were talking about this the other day. At Grand Sansi was second. Alexia Denutz was first. Alexia Denut should probably be shorter in the Supreme, in your, in my opinion. But yeah, he's he's, he's not particularly flash though, is he? I, I don't I don't think Southfield Stone gave his full running in the Tolworth. It was a funny sort of race, and I do think that over time South Southfield Stone will want slightly further. I mean, what what do you make of Angel's breath? He's probably been the talking horse of the season. I thought so far, I thought it was a perfectly adequate performance. I thought it was a very good run. I thought the ride was more to bring him on for the next time. Yeah, he wasn't given too much of a hard he wasn't, time. He, he was hands and heels in the last final furlong, two furlongs. Even though Southfield Stone smashed through the last and was all over the shop. He, if Nico de Boinville had gone for everything, he probably would have won. But I don't think he would be up there now in the Supreme as much. It's about tens, isn't it? But that could be a decent price each way because... All these, will he run, won't he run, and all the problems. He's obviously had problems, so he'll be fitter now for that run, and I think he's overpriced, and the, the market's a bit of an overreaction, I think. 10 to 1 is overpriced, in my opinion. Yeah, good shot. Would you step him up in trip? Because obviously Di Walters has Aldanza over two miles, and all the Ballymore has been mentioned by some. Yeah, I, I can... I can see the point, and, and I don't understand why they'd want to put Al Dancer in the Ballymore because he's keen as anything, and he just wouldn't stay the distance, would he? Uh, if I, if I was to go, if it was, I'd run both of them in the Supreme against. I'd each run other. them both in the Supreme against each other because I wouldn't want to risk Angel's breath over a further distance. Too keen for you at this stage. They're both they're both quite keen, headstrong horses. So I, I'd stick. I'd run them both in the Supreme. Why not? You might as well have two runners. Yeah, fair enough. The feature race of the day, of course, the uh, what used to be the racing plus chase and the racing post chase. Is it the 8-8 eight, eight sport chase now they it call is. it? Give it a proper name, someone. Uh, Walt, down at the bottom of the weights, improved big time this season for Neil Mulholland. Uh, really nice story as well. The, the owners lost their only other horse uh, coming round from a routine operation. Uh and he's been a little bit of a star from this season as well and gained by far the biggest win of his career. Yes, definitely. Uh, I've, I was very impressed. And Sam Twist and Davis give him a cracking ride. He's gone up £7 now for that win and is now rated 141, so we'll definitely find things more difficult. But nice to see Double Shuffle back at his beloved Kempton Park, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He, I say he always runs well there, doesn't he? He was second in the race a year or two ago. Yeah. But I think the the year he ran in the Grand National, yeah, he finished second in the uh, in that race before. Walt next next target is apparently the Ultima. Mm. Would you give him a chance in that into sixteen to one? Mm, not with the seven pound penalty. No, it's not looking like the strongest of renewals over so far this year. Adrian Dupont ran a funny sort of race and was given a quiet sort of ride. And I know, I know that there's a question mark over the three miles even though he's won over that distance before. But it was... I backed Adrian Dupont, and I didn't feel like I had run for my money. And I'm, I'm Oh, a, you're going to moan. And you're going to grumble and, and moan. And I'm a massive fan of Harry Cobden, and oh, he's had plenty of winners, but I, I grumpy, didn't think... Grumpy, grumpy, Jim. I don't think he rode a very good race on Adrian Dupont, and there could be something better. He, he could still improve Adrian Dupont. I'm a big fan of him. And talk is cheap was also slightly disappointed, in my opinion. It's just not a horse I, I rate as much as other people do. I, th- I thought his second on the blind side was good, and then his win at, his win at Doncaster was only in a two-runner race, but jumped well, beating theatre territory. I, I t- this race lived up to quite a big expectation of mine, and it disappointed. Even Glen Rocco looked slow, I thought, which... Could not necessarily be a bad, bad thing. Bad thing for Grand National future. But was at the back all the way around and never found out. And I, I, I th- was quite disappointed with the result of this, if I'm being honest. 
Because he didn't back the winner. Is that what Jim's saying? Jim's unhappy because he didn't back the winner. I was disappointed with Adrian Dupont, Talkies Cheap and Glenn Rockle. They were the three you were expecting a big race from. I thought it was going to be them in the first three. You were happy though, and please don't go on about him. Schefter's old bowl won at Chepstow. About time too as well. Uh, he beat Javin Masters by 18 lengths in the end, and I thought he, w- he was niggled along on the back straight coming into the bend, and I thought, oh, no, here we go again. He's going to be slow. And then he the, is slow. the engine warmed up, and he won impressively over three mile two. And I, I do think that in future he, he will he will slowly want four miles, in my opinion, and the four-miler at Cheltenham has got his name written all over it. And this was quite a weak race with St Ernie and Naruki back behind. But I, I thought Jamming Masters was quite a standard setter, and he's beaten impressively. Yeah, well, 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 well done to you for finally getting a win. With Chef Dizobol, uh I know you also want to mention Dickie Diver. A future Cheltenham Gold Cup winner, if I'm being honest. I was very, very impressed by him. He jumped awfully, I thought, and pulled his way through the race. He was keen as anything, green as grass, and he only won by two lengths, but if he'd tried, he and pulled his stick through, he would have won by even further. Potato race next? Definitely for him. He, he looks like a three-miler in the making, and I think that in the future he will improve even more for fences. I mean, we'll go back to Kempton as well, because I know you want to touch upon Bagsgrove. We won't, we won't spend too long talking about him. Uh, he, he's just better than the, He was just better than this lot, really, yeah, in my opinion. I, I, he jumped well, he travelled well, and he... I thought that the drift in the morning was unreal. The money came for Secret Investor, who didn't jump well, and he came wide, and nothing went went Secret Investor's way. He's a better horse than that, and sadly, he didn't run his race. But Baggroove was mightily impressive, and we've talked about him all season, haven't we? He's improved at least £10 for fences, in my opinion, and Castafiore ran a good race as well. It ran it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, uh, uh, entry next to Bags Groove, isn't it? Uh, probably the manifesto there, the grade one. The opening, over two and a the half. opening race at Aintree. No, isn't it? Didn't it? Oh, didn't it used to be one of the last on the first day? Have, the, have, have, they, have they rejigged it? I thought it was the first on the Thursday. I might have made that up, but... Oh, they always rejig entry because it used to be, it used to open with the Liverpool hurdle, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which was over, which was over three miles, and now that's... Is that now because on the National I, Day? Yeah. Yeah, because I thought Arzal won the manifesto on the first day, and it was the first race growing up. Very possibly, Jim. I can't. I can't remember the the, the rejig entry quite a bit. And we'll just talk about in Ireland as well. We've seen this year's Grand National winner, Raf Vinden. I'll let you talk about him because I, I, I was looking forward to Pleasant Company having a run out, but. Obvious, he never turned up. Yeah, I, I, I'm on Raffin than at 33 at Grand National. Backed him for it last year, and he was taken out after he won the uh, the four miler. And uh, look, I, I wasn't expecting loads from him on Saturday. You know, it, it, it wasn't a brilliant field, but Alfred Ezobo was a good yardstick, and he's been having a good year. And Raffin has done him pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. In the end, over 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 three three one. It was disappointing not to see Magical Lights stay stay on her feet, because I I thought she would have run a massive race. She wasn't jumping amazing throughout the race and was being niggled along. And I I quite like Magic of Light for the Grand National. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I think her form this season she's she's still improving, and I, I think a marathon distance would suit her. I can't can't see it. Can't can't see it. I, th- I think these mares chasers are, are, are pretty. Are tend to be pretty windy, mate. Yeah. If I'm honest, uh, but um, I I I really like Raf Vinden. He's gonna go straight for the national now. He's 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 from 33s into about 12s or 14s, in most places, and that's because he, he, I think he's the one they all have to beat. He'll be re- I mean, he'll be well in at the weights mm-hmm. after this. Stays four miles well, jumps really well, and has a touch of class. You know. He, he, he was almost kind of a forgotten horse for a bit because he had over two and a half years off injured. Mm. You know, as an obvious third learner, he was third uh, when Faheen 
won the bear in Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, even the bat form, he's just a really classy horse who stays and jumps really well. And look, he's a short, fairly short price for the Grand National, second favourite behind Tiger Hole in most places now. But I, I think that's very, very well justified. Uh, Jim, do you want to talk about Fontwell? Just touch on the uh, National Spirit Hurdle, which Vizzy and Flo won on the Sunday. Strange race, if the cap fits. Uh, Disappointing. I, I I was slightly disappointed with if the cap fits, and it it just goes to show that he wants three miles. In my opinion, we've been saying it from the start of the season. As soon as he ran in, was it the Wincanton race? Yeah, the elite hurdle where he ran over two miles and he looked slow, and he looked slow here. And now that the Roonies have got the ban lift, uh, have lifted the ban on Cheltenham, and I don't know if he's entered in the stairs. I can't quite remember, but I'd expect except he's expect he probably is but yeah vision de flow did nothing wrong in the was it the contenders hurdle at sandown behind yeah, boover yeah, there finished second to boover there and he's been campaigned very oddly because he went novice chasing early on in the season and he fell he, he was third in the kingwell la not this weekend the weekend before behind grand sancy i don't know what they're doing with him I think Tizard's horses have really oddly campaigned. Well, uh, that that's what it's, it seems like the Coral Cup is is the target at the Children Festival, although Tizard hasn't ruled out having a crack at the champion. It'd be pretty close to top weight in the Coral Cup. Yeah. But, look, I think two and a half is his optimum. And he's, he, he, he'd have to be amongst the leading contenders for it. He definitely would have to be after this performance because he's not done that much wrong so far this season. No, you're not wrong there. We'll move on to previewing this weekend's action then as as it's well it's almost the weekend before Cheltenham. So it isn't there's not really a great deal of quality racing on. The feature race as always this weekend is a William Hill supporting great Greatwood Gold Cup. <laughs> Racing down towards the final flight, and it's Emmy Tom who's going the best. Comes to the last, but he's about to be joined by Megalodon towards the near side. No more jumping to be done. A half furlong to go, and Gavin Sheehan simply shakes up Emmy Tom, and Emmy Tom is cruising clear. Well, there was a heart flutter at the first flight. It could have all gone pear shaped, but in the end, Emmy Tom. Yeah, it is, is great with charity day at Newbury on Saturday, and the feature race is the uh, William Hill supporting Greatwood. Gold Cup, it's a grade for handicap over just under two miles. War Sound, heads are betting with Hills at six to one. Eight's Happy Diva, ten's Dolos and Molly New. Twelve's Calypto, not Graffin, Mercy and Prince and Warrior's Tail. Fourteen's Galaball, Javert, Master D, Night Flight and Valdez and sixteen's and bigger the remainder. Uh, Jim, do you have an angle on this? There's uh, one I quite like. Go on then. Happy Diva. Happy Diva. At eight to one, been so consistent this season. Finally you rewarded know. last time at Huntingdon. Yeah. Beating you know. Magic of Light, who we've talked about previously. Yeah. I, I'm sort of with you here. Eh? Yeah, completely. Look, runner up to a very impressive ASO on, on uh, New Year's Day. She's just held her form really well all year. A mark of one four two, I think, is very fair. I think she could be quite well handicapped off that still. And this is a sort of race she should be winning. Yeah. For me, I, I quite like Javert, Emma Lavelle's. Oh, yeah, won the uh, Old Rome chase. I was finished second, did it, did I? Yeah, he was second uh, behind Fraud on that day, and Cloudy Dream was back third. I, I do rate the chances was six in the Bet Victor Yeah. behind Bar Baron Alco and Fraud on. We know that you've got very good form behind Froden, and we know how good Froden is. There's still the question around Froden as well whether they'll go Ryanair or Gold Cup. But I'd think that Froden is over uh, Javert, sorry, is overpriced at fourteen to one, in my opinion. Yeah, I, c I can see that. It's a similar fault line of form. Happy Diva. That I think these good graded handicaps are probably a slightly a level above what the favourite War Sound has been running in. He's been pretty well supported all season since he won a up at Aintree back in November. But well down the field in the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup and 
pretty similar last time in the race. Similar Sierra Delac won. I can't for the life of me see why he's six to one. Same. When Happy Diva's eight. You know, I, I can understand why, yeah, maybe a mark of one four three might not be at the bottom of him yet, but I mean you'd have to give weight to Happy Diva who's form this season's pro- arguably stronger. I just can't see can't see it for War Sound at the prices. Calypso was impressive, I thought, last time, beating Black Court and in a listed race at Ascot. Uh, I do think Calypso used to be trained by Paul Nichols. Yeah. And he's still in, still improved for Venetia Williams. And I feel like Calypso's been around for years, but he's only nine. So you never know, he could find some more ahead of his handicap. Mark. Back down to, back down in trip from uh, three miles to two and a half, would that be above it? I mean, he was he's spent most of his life campaigning around two and a half, really. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he'll, he'll be that fussed about it. Uh, Dolos, not the most straightforward of racehorses, fair to say. But put it all together last time uh, at Sandown on the day Bouverdere won. He beat one of my favourites, Gino Trail. Gino Trail, yeah. He's such a don of a horse. He, he trip out in front, tries his hardest, and sometimes he just gets away with it and sometimes he gets beat, but here he got beat by Dolos. Yeah, that, that's the right way to describe Gino Trail, a bit of a don, yeah. A proper geezer, isn't yeah. it? He is a geezer, but uh, Dolos, oh, I, I guess, he's always kind of looked like he's had a a race of this quality in him. Yeah. And he's, he's not had a bad season. You know, he's, he's finished second twice and then, look, I ask it over Christmas, a small field, wasn't the greatest race, but Kildis Hart's come out and proven to be a pretty smart horse who beat him beat him that day. Back to former Sam, would the step-up-in trip worry you for Dolos? It, it would slightly. He's He has stepped up before, but he's yet to win over this distance. He's a funny sort of horse, Dolos, and it depends which mood he's in. I, I thought that he got given a very, very, very good ride by Harry Cobden last time. He rode him quietly, and it helped him almost, Gino Trail, going off so fast, because then he, set, he settled better, and he had a target to aim at, and then he flew home and kept on very well, I thought. And it, it wouldn't worry me the step up in four furlongs, but... Risks are attached. You have to say that. Yeah, Molyneux uh, being being running fairly well at a lower level for Colin Tizar, beaten by Captain Cattystock uh, at the weekend in a novice chase. But prior to that, won a won a decent handicap at Wincanton. Probably has work to do, but there's still scope there. I, I was very impressed the time before that when he was coming to be. Well, he beat Cupertana, but Cupertana fell at the last, so we would never know. He was travelling very well that day. But he only he idled a bit in front that day. He, he he is a bit risks attached as well, and I'd be unsure about him stepping up in class in this. Are, are there any of the ones at a bigger price you'd give a mention to? There are two entered in the Grand National here. Uh, Warrior's Tail is one of them who's obviously won over the Grand National fences before. Two and a half is bag more than three miles. Don't get me wrong, he, he can run well at three miles, but this trip I think he's better at. I mean, Sam Benedetto is slightly overpriced. For oh me. yeah, he's been off the boil for a bit now, and his last win came in the in the Magnol Novices Chase at Aintree, Grade One. So he, he could sort of be slipping to a decent handicap yeah, marker one four seven now. Two years ago. Yeah, he's not won since then. It, he's a lovely horse, and he could be slightly overpriced. Twenty fives. My heart. Another Kerry Lee. Old boy, Top Gamble. I love Top Gamble, Gino Trail, as I've talked about previously. He, he, fell, he took a nasty fall last time, and I thought it was the worst, going to be the worst for him. But Top Gamble could quite easily run a decent, pri- a, a decent race at a biggish price, and certainly be in the first three. Yeah, back down to a mark of one, uh, one four three. He's been a standing dish in these sort of races for uh, several years as Top Gamble. The other one in the Grand Nationals, Master D. Who I, I kind of think has been a little bit of a forgotten horse. Yeah. Uh, won the eight 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 sport chase. In my head, it's always a racing post chase. <laughs> I'll always call it that. The race that Walt won at the weekend. He won it last year. Ran at Market Raisin really early on in the season and was pulled up. Might have been even September October. I think right right October. at the back of the season. October was it? Yeah, ages ago. 
he's an interesting one because he was progressing really nicely last season. He's had almost six months off. Uh, be interesting to see what he can do. Obviously, look, he has ran over fences so he can get a run in the national, and he he will get in. Mm. He's already in. Uh, interesting to see whether this is the aim for him because it's not a traditional stepping stone to the Grand National. No, it, it could be a nice race to just give him a run and freshen him up before the National and, and I can see your point now. Are we both keen on Happy Diva though? We are both keen on Happy Diva but because you, you've you selected Happy Diva I like to give another selection so we'll go Javert. Nice one Jimbo. Uh, up at Doncaster, it's one of their biggest jumps meetings of the season, the Grimthorpe, another race that can be quite often used as a stepping stone to the Grand National Rockies treasure. Heads a bit in at 4-1, to one, then 9-2, to two, Dingo Dollar and looking well. Abolition is 6s, 7s, Boulder Brise, 10s, Barney Dwan, Carol's Destrier, Chidswell, Lockdurg, Jewel, then you can have bigger prices for doing fine, ACDC and Brian Baranha. Not a very big field, not a big group of entries for a traditionally pretty strong handicap chase. There's only the nine of them. But it's a fairly interesting race, Jimbo. We'll start with a favourite, Rocky's Treasure. Uh, I was slightly disappointed last time when he ran at Warwick. He, he didn't jump as well as what he used to, and he, he has certainly improved for fences. Uh, he, he was... He's now far from six over fences. Yeah, well, I, I can kind of forgive him that run at Warwick because he had, he's, he's had a pretty heavy campaign he had uh, he was second behind Santini uh, in the novice chase at Newbury on, on Hennessy Day on Hennessy Day so yeah I, I do I do like Rocky's treasure but he's looking exposed now for me after one poor run don't be doing this again Jimbo uh, One four nine could be slightly over exaggerating him and do, do you think the key to him is good ground uh, I, I I can see where you're coming from. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be. Uh, I I wouldn't be of the opinion that it was vital. But yeah, I I I I I could see why you'd consider that. When because if the ground well I, mean, I keep saying when but we've been waiting all season for the ground to go softer. I think he could be slightly exposed if I'm being honest. Dingo Dollar was disappointing last time. In the sky bet, yeah. Certainly, he was He was back in sixth when we'll Go Conquer won. Uh, his form in the Labrooks Trophy was very strong, I thought. Sizing Tennessee. Uh, won that day, an elegant escape has since come out and won the Welsh National. Well, he was a very obvious eye-catcher, wasn't he, that day? And he was. He, he just didn't look like he stayed the three miles. So, three mile two here. Question mark? Yeah, big time. That'd be my worry with him. I, I just don't think he shapes like a forest tail. The return to Doncaster also. Yeah, and, track. And I do think that he could be more competitive here. He will be challenged for the lead, though. Rocky Treasure will go on. I think abolitionist can be ridden from the front. So we might as well talk about abolitionist now. I, I like him for the national. Yeah, I, I can see why he was mad consistent in Ireland for Elmery Holden. Oh, look, Richard Newland, ex-Irish. You know, if, if your ears don't perk up at that, you're not into racing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a similar profile to Pino de Ray, although it's probably worth saying abolitionist form in Ireland was is a level better than Pino de Ray's. Yeah. What he did in Ireland. He needs to run over fences to get a run in the Grand National. Yes, and and this is quite clearly yeah. going to be his target. Yeah, he's 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 won. He won over hurdles. He won the Potemps qualifier, uh, didn't he? Yeah, entry, and I, I was impressed by that performance. And I, I think he's been allotted a nice weight in the National and could outrun his odds of thirty-three to one. Yeah, big big chance. I've, I I think there's quite a lot of shrewd people who are pretty keen on abolitionists to the Grand National, mm. not including you in that Jimbo, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, looking well, won at the weekend in a veterans chase. His first win for almost three years for Nicky Richards. He's nine to two for this, off a mark of one three three. Jimbo, do you give him a chance? The veteran. These veteran chases confuse me because I, I always think, wow, that's really impressive, and then they go and run a normal handicap company, and run nothing to nothing at all similar. Uh, I think he'll struggle here. If I'm being honest, I'm interested in Barney Dwan at tens. He ran 
a very good race, I thought, behind Glen Rocco last time out. Although he was third, he made a howler of a jump, which stopped him dead near enough. He did near good enough to finish third, if I'm being honest. He's been a consistent sort over the years, and his last win was last February, so it's nearly nearly a year since he last won. So he, he might have to still be improving more, but I think he's got the possibility to have a good say in this. Yes, yeah, so, so do I. He's always, he's kind of knocked on the door for a couple of years in good handicap hurdles. He was runner-up in a attempts, wasn't he? Mm. And, you know, in, in decent handicap chases as well now as a chaser. It'd be nice to see Barney Dwan finally get a decent one. He's got a decent handicap in him. Yeah, but definitely. Uh, Bode Brisez won his last two for Philip Hobbs, both class threes at Ludlow. But he's he's progressing. When, when you say class threes at Ludlow, you think, meh. But he's been Hollybush, Henry and Fox Appeal, who have been... Fox Appeal, who's 25. Yeah, <laughs> they've been standout horses over the years. So I, I, I could see where you're coming from with Bode de Brise, but for me, it's abolitionist Barney Duan and Dingo Dollars for the taking. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't be with Dingo Dollars for that. I'd, I'd just give a mention at a big price too, because I've, I've been a fan of him for years. Carol's Destria. Yeah. Back to form this season, winning the Mandarin, and he didn't run badly at Warwick, either in the classic chase. Look, not not great last time in the Grand National Trial, but that's that's a that's a race where I can forgive any horse of poor running that because it's just a strange race. But I I, I won't be surprised if, if if he was the winner in in this. I'd probably be with you, Jimbo. No, I'll go Carol's Destrier. Although I respect Abolitionist highly, it's an in- really fascinating handicap. Yeah, completely with you there. There's also a fairly decent card up at. Kelso at the weekend, a grade two novice hurdle. Uh, Getaway Trump and Southfield Stone head the betting for it. Obviously, I don't think Southfield Stone will go. Getaway Trump, again, not sure whether he'll turn up, but Emitum, unbeaten, he's entered, as is Windsor Avenue, who's looked a really nice prospect. Eye-catcher of the week a couple of weeks ago for Brian Ellison and Dream de Granval. Some A smart group of novices entered there. Jim, what's your take on it? Uh, it's a very good, very solid race. Emmy Tom is the unknown quantity. Uh, won very impressively last time at Lingfield, although it wasn't a special field. But if you go back in his form and he's won at Ascot, beating a nice field, I really like Emmy Tom. He's got a big future. But is he going to miss Cheltenham? Do we know that? No, it's all been it's been very carefully handled by Warren Greatrix, isn't mm. it? I mean, look, he's unbeaten in four, and what he's done so far has been really impressive. He's not yet had the chance to mix it in at a higher grade, though, yet, has he? Yeah, uh, like you said, Windsor Windsor Avenue. You you talked him up a couple of weeks ago after that win at Sedgefield that he absolutely smashed the field that day, didn't he? Yeah, that was the thing. I I, I liked it because it looked as if. He'd got himself into a losing position and then came and won. Yeah. Which, when a horse overcomes a little degree of adversity in the race, look, he was kind of making things a little bit hard for himself, you know. But when when a horse overcomes something like that, it, it catches the eye. And I know the former that's worked out pretty well, Hill 16, who we beat that day by 15, went out and won uh, a week or two ago up at Carlisle. So I think the form of that's quite strong. It's it's a fascinating little race. Yeah, you even look at Dashwell Jasher, who won the other week. That uh, Ascot, if you go back to his form, he's, he's links in with Bright Forecast, the Severano yeah, in the maiden right at the yeah. start of the season. And there's there's so much little pieces, bits and pieces. Of Rath Hill is involved in Dashwell Jasher. He's got such good form, but I think he's because he's Jeremy Scott's. He's sort of underestimated a bit. Well, it's taken him a little bit longer to and come to the boil. Well, not not to come to the boil, but you know, Emma Tom's got a provats four out of four. That's all. Dasher was beaten on what first two or three starts yeah. over hurdles. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he he looks like a big baby, and he he will progress over time. I think, and I do think he'll be better the further on in his career he goes. I mean, if if Getaway Trump runs, is he the one they have to beat? Definitely, because. On, on his form in the Betfair hurdle, that was a solid run, I thought. I, I, I said that I, I didn't think he wanted two mile and two two 
could be sufficient, but I, I won't, I'd say, are you saving for Cheltenham? Yeah, I'd, I'd be more inclined to do that. I'd, I'd go Ballymore. Would you be happy with his Betfair run to then go to Cheltenham? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was awful. I, I just think he, he ran like a horse who would appreciate a step back up in trip. He, he was second, well, third, no, second to champ in the Chalo, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, second. He was second in the Chalo. So that's, you know, I mean, champ's favourite and... You, you you have to look at that and think getaway trump could run into a place well if you look at the cello I thought it was a really steadily run race really odd race and I don't think the race suited him that much no. he turned into a bit of a sprint so he could reverse the two and a half lengths defeat I'm, I'm I, I, look, it, I'm it, looking to it face speculative, champ it? yeah so am I because I, I'm unsure about him so Get away, Trump! If he, if he does turn up, it could be interesting. Yeah, do you have a selection, Jim, or is it just one of these races where see who lines up and enjoy it and enjoy a talented bunch of novices sorting I, each other out? I think it's one of them races to sit and enjoy. But I quite like to see Buster Valentine run a big race. He he got absolutely stonked by Birchdale last time out at Cheltenham, but he did finish second and beat Jarvis Plate. He's Progressing nicely, and I do think he could be more to come in the future. And if he doesn't run, he doesn't run. But I quite like Buster Valentine in this. 16 to 1. Yeah. Big shout, Jim. There's also the listed Premier Chase up at Kelso, a race which I think Bella Briggs won. Yeah. The year he went on to win the Grand National. And there's several Grand National entries also in the entries for this look. It tends to be a pretty small field, does this race. I'm not sure how many of the 15 will stand the ground, uh, especially this close to Cheltenham. But the, the more notable ones, the ones who are in the Grand National, American, Black Corton, Captain Redbeard, Lakeview Lad, Marla Beach, Master D, one for Arthur, and there's also Terrafors also in there, as is Janica and Dingo Dollar. Uh Jim, I guess we can't spend too much time talking about this because it's almost a guessing game <laughs> yeah. as to who's going to turn up. I know th- this has kind of been the plan for one for Arthur. Be good to see him have a positive spin before the Grand National. But a fascinating group of entries. Yeah, if they all turned up, it'd be one hell of a race, one of Kelso's best ever races. Oh yeah. But I- I'm not sure who will turn up and miss. Is this now too short to then go to go on to the festival or? I'd, I'd say so. I think Lakeview Lad might be one who'll run. Yeah. It, you know, trained in Scotland by Nick Alexander. Won both starts this season. He won and, the role of Merrick, didn't he? Yeah, and the uh, rehearsal chase. Yeah. He's he, he's been very impressive this season. And he, last season he was likeable. Picking up, I think there, there was a, a nice novice chase at Haydock. And, it, and he is progressing nicely. Do you see him as a Grand National type? No. I'm I'm right as it stands now. Jim will notice how much effort, you know how much time I spend on the Grand National, and I've started writing my horse by horse profiles for it this week. And I've got to Lakeview lad, and I just thought, hey, I, I'm I think he's a likely winner of this. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know it'll be, what pretty much level weights. It's not a, you know it's not a handicap. He's rated one five five. You've got Raf Vinden, who's a Cheltenham Festival winner last season. I think he's running off one five, two or something like. That. He's giving weight to some serious horses. Lakeview lad, I think he's giving weight to Manella Rocco. Yeah. In the Grand National, or they they might be the same actually. But look, I I I really I really respect Lakeview lad, and I cannot knock what Nick Alexander has done with him this season. But a mark of one five five for the Grand National. Do you not think it's fairly steep for a beating of Captain Chaos and taking risks? Yeah, I'm com- I understand where you're coming from there. Uh, another, if, if, He'd almost go as far as if I would say, which horse in the race do you think is the worst handicapped? I'd say Lakeview Lad. Yeah. I would. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nick and Trevor, but I, I can't see him for national for me. Fair dues. Captain Redbeard is more than likely to come here, do you think? He he beat definitely red last time. 
Yeah, yeah, out, out speed definitely, Red Maud, return a foot, Captain Redbeard, and he's a smart horse. He's turning out to be a pretty decent animal. There was question marks at the beginning of the season whether he was that just quite good enough and his handicap mark was a bit high. But then he goes and runs over course and distance in the newly made Malcolm Jefferson Memorial Chase and beats the one to six favourite. Yeah, I, 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 I think that was more of a case. He's got more of a turn of foot than definitely red. And that's what won it for him this season. I think he's a pretty solid 140s handicapper. Uh, look, Terrafor and Janica are the best two. Yeah. If, if they run. If they run. I, I'd probably be favouring more to Janica after he's second behind Sir Erdelac. Yeah, I, I, I think back up to three miles. I think that'll, that'll really suit him, to be fair. Yeah. And again, he's he's a sort of one that I know some shrewd people. I think Tom Segal has said, you know, he, he quite likes Janica as an each-way player for the Ryanair. Yeah. Uh, I'd, it's it's a really good race, so uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of American. Yeah. Well, I was a massive fan We've of We've had our ups and downs with him. Yeah, he's not really done anything since he spanked Rock Casbar at Utoxio. Look, we know the ground is really key to him. But b- back on a really, really soft service, I'd like to think he could get somewhere near back to his best. And Blackhorton's a legend. Yeah. Basically, and if he runs here, you know, I'm not sure whether he will, because it was only two weeks ago mm. he was beaten. At Haydock by uh, sorry, at Ascot by Calypto, which was still a really good performance yeah. off of off of carrying a big weight. If he turns up low again, he's one of the ones that they've that you'd expect to be at the head and, of affairs. And Paul Nichols isn't afraid to send one to Scotland. He, he always aims for. He, I I always seem to remember him having winners at Kelso, where uh, he, he always likes to send them up north. Yeah. Uh, d- do you have a selection then, Jim? Out of the fifteen entries. If would you have a tentative pick? Uh, I'd pick Janica, but it wouldn't be comprehensively because I don't even think he will run. My mine would be Black Cotton and mine would be along the same lines as that. Uh, have we wrapped everything up for this week, Jim? Pretty much, think so. Right, our, our next episode. Well, our next preview episodes will be on the Cheltenham Festival we're going to start with the novice races over both hurdles and fences that'll be coming to you hopefully later in the week thanks a lot for listening see you later see ya